Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hey fam, I'm Jen from Ontario, Canada. My clean date is June 20th, 2018, and my home group is Miracles Happen over in the Essex-Kent region of Narcotics Anonymous. March 12th, humility and sticking to the basics. A hard lesson in humility reminds us that we never graduate. When we stop practicing the basics, we are in trouble. Living clean, chapter six, getting out of our own way. In active addiction, we were convinced that we had all the answers. This arrogance kept us in the dark and might have killed us if we hadn't found an A. As newcomers, desperation forces us to unlock the door to humility. At that threshold, we learn to ask for help and take suggestions. The basics, meetings, sponsors, steps, service, NA literature, higher power, not picking up no matter what, are the same for all of us. Our literature offers abundant and simple advice for what we must do to get humble and stay clean. In meetings, we frequently hear members recount their vision of I relapse because I stopped doing the basics. Our fellow, our fellows continuously tell us there's no finish line in NA, no graduation. We believe all this. The stories we hear in the rooms are the evidence, so we soldier on with the basics until life gets in the way. The good stuff. We're housed, out of prison, making money, parenting again, in love. We graduate from school. Staying connected to NA becomes harder. Those basics are time-consuming, and time is scarce these days. The arrogance we banished creeps back in. We got this. We did the work. Having one just can't hurt, right? We are in trouble. How much trouble we get in depends on how willing we are to get back to the basics. We don't have to destroy our lives and lose everything. We can become teachable again and rediscover our spiritual center. We can call a fellow addicts, show up at our home group, say what's up to our higher power. We've heard, if I never leave the basics, I'll never have to get back to them. It means more now. Which of the basics are lacking in my program? What am I willing to do today to change that? All right, welcome back, everyone. This is March 12th, humility and sticking to the basics. And it starts out. A hard lesson in humility reminds us that we never graduate. When we stop practicing the basics, we are in trouble. And that's from chapter six and Lemon Clean, getting out of our own way. You know, really big picture, man. Like, it's kind of funny how we have that destructive streak right inside of us. You know, um, basic text kind of lays it out as like that we cry for this, you know, this failure piece. And, um, you know, I've heard some of my closest friends talk about, uh, you know, we burn the village down. You know, in 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 it, what's crazy about that is it's like, if if I take a look, some of the things that work really well in my life, 
I'll finally get to a point to where, you know, a, a goal has been reached. And I'll be like, damn, man, this is working so well. Let me quit doing it. <laughs> you know, and it's not just in like, you know, in like an education or, you know, relationship development or whatever. I kind of got that, I kind of got that streak, man, like that default setting of, um, and once I reach a level, if I do reach a level, then, then, all right, let's, let's burn the village down and start over. You know, I'm not sure like what, what's at the root of that. You know, if I boil it all down, um, I mean, we already know this man, like fear, there's two branches of fear that hold that, that, that hold everything else up. It's a, my, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm consumed with this worry that I'm going to lose what I have, or I'm consumed with this worry that I'm not going to attain something I desire. I mean, that's fear boiled down to two branches. You know, and so so to reflect inside of me, like what goes on, man? Like, is it is it really this innate fear of failure? Is it really, um, you know, am I comfortable? <laughs> Heard the other day at a meeting, man, it was, and I kind of chuckle every time I hear this kind of paraphrase and whatever. It's like, man, we're just comfortable sometimes, like in a, in our own bullshit. You know, it's it it's you know it's warm and after a while we get used to the smell but it's not pleasant for anybody else around us and then eventually we get this awakening of our spirit and we're not comfortable i think that's a cool thing man that's what i'm learning from rocking with my people in the work study is uh you know in 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 is the awakening of my spirit a decision or 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 the awareness that i have a decision bro i don't have to i don't have to sit in the chaos man i don't have to and i don't have to create any which is kind of cool to think about, you know, so, so at the end of this, um, if we look at the italics, which are the basics that are lacking in my program, what am I willing to do today to, to change that? Dude, I don't know, reading this, we're just talking about like, okay, so what are the basic meeting, sponsor, step, service, any literature, higher power, you know, and, and not picking up. It's kind of the same, that universal basic uh, in whatever form they take. I, mean, I kind of felt convicted. I was thinking like, well, you know what, I probably could, you know, I have room in all of these, man. You know, have room for improvement in all of these, um, which I guess is cool. I don't look at myself. Um, I'm not in a season of recovery where I look at myself as being graduated or anything, which um, which is kind of cool. You know, I feel right sized. I feel I've just come uh, out of this this season of reflection on, you know, where's my place in the NA? Where's NA's place in my life? You know, and in, in, in looking at that, evaluating some relationships that I have in my life and you know, it's, it's kind of neat, man. I think I'm, you know, it feels like I'm at a place where I don't have a lot of like these heavy rocks, you know, these millstones around my neck. I have a good tribe of people who love me and I love them. Um, you know, taking people through the steps and, and, you know, and that's something I guess I could identify with this here is like putting pen to paper. Um, there's definitely room for improvement for me with that. And I always look, check this out is like, Putting pen to paper has always been, the basic text talks about it perfectly. It's like the pressure off the pressure cooker. It may not remove situations that are tough or, you know, whatever. It's not like the genie in the bottle type of deal. But damn it, man, does it take the, it just releases all this ugh inside. When I put pen to paper, it's like I can I can clearly see um, what the insanity thinking piece looks like and what's clarity. You know, and it allows me to kick my shit out to other people with some kind of like an intuition of, of all right, this is addiction, and addiction is all about fear and isolation. And when I give my thoughts over to that, addiction wins that battle. But if I if I have some kind of clarity and some kind of peace, 
Um, remember, like when we unpack the serenity prayer, man, I'm asking for the serenity to accept those things. Like the serenity piece is, is this stillness of heart, this peace within me. You know, so if I pursue that, then it's kind of like I got some clarity to kick my shit out. I can talk to other people, you know, and I can seek some solutions. And and that's a cool thing, too, man. That's been a definite awakening of my spirit You know, since I've gotten clean, man, this in, this enhanced desire to just have this peace. You know, in, in, in the reading today talked about this spiritual centeredness. Bro, getting clean, man, I didn't give a fuck all about spiritual centeredness. <laughs> it wasn't on the radar, you know, and now. So so check this out, man. Really grateful to be able to, sh- to share on this today. And, um, you know, what the are the basics any different? Not really, man. Not really. Look, check this out. I got 12 steps. I got clean, you know, today, this day, 23 years ago. I got, I was in a, you know, a detox and a longer term place and I didn't stay clean in there and I didn't stay clean when I got out. But check this out, man. My mom, who's one of us, who's heavy in her active addiction then, you know, it's 23 years ago. She's still taking it to the bitter, the bitter ends. But, you know, it, um, you know, it takes what it takes and in, in, in a God of my understanding uses anybody at any time, which is so cool. But she reached out to a dude who, who, uh, who used to cop off of her and my uncles and my grandfather and um, and said, listen, man, my, my son's going to die. They gave me like two weeks, man. They said, if I didn't get help and get clean when I did, I got clean at 16. So I wasn't going to make it two weeks. And I think they were being generous with that. And I was just at the fucking end, man. And uh, she reached out to this dude who, 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 who she ain't seen in, in like a year and a half copping. And he said, look, I'm in, I'm in N.A., I go to meetings. I got a year and a half clean. And she says, hey, look, you know, can you ha-? when the time came when I needed some help, she 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 asked him, can you help my son? You know, he's going to die. Bro, he came to he came to the place I was staying at, took the last couple pills that I had and flushed them down the commode. I said, now you can start living. Took me to a meeting. I don't remember fuck all what was said at the meeting, <clears throat> except this. <laughs> Except this chubby Italian dude knocked his coffee over right on the table, spilled everywhere. He's just a clumsy, he was a clumsy dude. Anyhow, man, and that was, that was March 12th, you know, 2000. When he arrived there, man, it was like, a, it was about 11 o'clock in the morning. He had a Tommy Hilfiger outfit on, the jeans, Tommy Hilfiger jeans, Tommy Hilfiger long sleeve shirt. But check it out. I mean, now we're talking circa 2000. Tommy Hilfiger was in style, man. He was looking smooth. And he spoke with this clarity, man. He spoke he, he spoke about like what to do to get a day clean and how to, to how to attain this freedom from this obsession with self. And, and here's the awakening of my spirit, man. I look back and, and now I've had I've had the last <clears throat> the last little bit of drugs taken from me, you know, before. But you had to hustle me to get it, man. You know, beat me or call me out of it. You, that, and when he said, here, give it here, where are they? <clears throat> and he flushed it down the commode. It was like, dude, I felt this sense of relief, man. You know, so so I don't know if I've ever had these moments of like the big white lightning, you know, awakening of my spirit and, and all that stuff. My overall spiritual awakening has come in piecemeal, like this gradual awakening. But damn it, man, if I if I didn't feel relief when he did that, you know, I felt like it was like, you know how you could take that deep breath and just say, okay, like I believed in it, man. 
I trusted him, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and he started taking me to meetings and he showed me how to do this thing. And, and what, and so, so I compare that to, to like the basics. He put me on this very strict and specific, um, like basics of the program. You know, I was to call him every day and not, not fail, not miss a check-in period. It doesn't matter what the fuck, you know, and it was a meeting every day for the first year. No excuses. Doesn't matter if, if I'm sick, if, if this, that, whatever, they, you know, to stay away from people, places, and things. And get on my knees in the morning and get at, in, in that night, asking God for help to stay clean and thanking him at night. He didn't give fuck all. He, nobody, none of these guys who 12-step me asked me how I feel about praying, if I wanted to pray, what's your philosophical, you know, philosophical understanding of a power greater. They didn't. It was like, bro, you're fucking drowning. You shut up and listen to us. Do what we're doing and get the freedom that we have. I said, all right. You know, and it was to help somebody else. And that's the cool thing, man. That That's that's probably been, you know, to, to you know, we hear all the times the scripture quote. We, we talk about a lot of like, you know, how loving other people, man, like that love covers a multitude of sin, peace. And, and the thing that I can relate that to in my walk in Narcotics Anonymous has been serving other people, man. Just being of service, helping other people has covered a multitude of defects of character. Because like when I can still sidestep and let a defective character drive and, and life becomes really rough, it's like driving on a flat tire. And um, But my ability to serve and my willingness to serve and, and, and to help other people has been my saving grace in NA. And so those are the basics that they... That, that, that the old timers put me on then. It was still true in my life today. You know, that's cool, man. Like the message that was carried to me and the message that I carry, it's it's a very clear that that we don't use in 24, 24 hours at a time, like this chunk of time, like we don't get high no matter what happens, man. We engage in the recovery process. We're helping other people. We're working on like the reading talked about today is finding our spiritual center. Like, oh, that's cool. But here's the thing. It's like with the pers- perspective of this is a day at a time permanent. And I want to wrestle with that, man. Like I, I, like I think it's one of the, the most important pieces of the message. And it, it gave me a lot of hope. And I don't know if I talk about it or we collectively talk about it enough. Like recovery is not fragile. This isn't a coin flip. I'll fuck up a wet dream. Like I'm good at fucking stuff up, man. If it can be messed up, I'm going to mess it up. If they said, hey, look, it's 99%. You know, this program is going to work for 99% of the people, bro. I'm that point. I'm the 1%. Hands down, without a doubt, always have been. I am now. I always will be. Like, that's that's where I'm at with it. But they told me, look, man, it works. You can't fuck it up if you listen to us. And I believed them. You know, relapse is definitely not. Look, check this out. And, and I hope this instills a spirit of hope in whoever's listening to this and grab onto this, man. Fucking relapse is not an accident. It's not I walk out the door and, oh, shit, I make one wrong decision and I'm using it's bullshit. That's not the message of Narcotics Anonymous. It just isn't. It just fucking isn't. I'll record this. It's about quarter till six in the morning. I probably made about, I don't know, 15 to 20 bad decisions already. <laughs> I'm not one bad decision away from using, man. My recovery is not fragile. The message of Narcotics Anonymous is fucking foolproof. There's a specific program of action laid out, man. I need to get busy and get on it. That's what gave me hope when these guys 12-stepped me. It wasn't like, yo, do all this, 
do all this, go through all these feelings, and, and, and you may you may stay clean. I'd have got high right then and there, without a doubt. I say it works. We'll show you how to we'll show you how to do this deal, and they did. <clears throat> and they kept it real simple for me too, man. And that and that's like the hope shot. You know, I can get out of my way long enough to let this work. Brian, and at 16, getting clean, I looked around the room and there was, it seemed like everyone was an old motherfucker, man. For real. Like me now. <laughs> you know, it, uh, uh, but they loved me, man. They told me shut the fuck up a lot. I probably have the record for that in the Southwestern PA. It was like a very militant home group I had for the first seven years. You know, and, and um. But 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 look, man, those first few days, I, mean, I had long hair and long sideburns, and I was one of those dudes. I'd wear a starter jacket and jean shorts, and I got clean, you know, in the middle of March in, in southwestern PA. It was fucking cold. I was all over the place. I shouldn't wear sneakers and jean shorts standing outside waiting for someone to pick me up to the meeting. I was a mess. Well, the sponsor told me, he's like, look, man, cut your hair, and I'll see you at the meeting tomorrow. And kind of grabbed on to that man, and and um, you know, he explained to me it's like, look, we 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 we're not only getting clean, but we start to look clean. We start to see ourselves looking different and doing different, and then we start feeling different. And it made sense to me. But I went home that night and I cut my hair. I seen him at the meeting the next day, and he said, "Man, what the fuck did you do?" Like I cut my own hair. Like it was, it looked like the the peaks in Colorado, <laughs> and you know, it was all up and down all over the place. It was a hot mess. I told him, I said, man, you told me to cut my hair, so I went and cut my hair. I'll do whatever. So he looked at me and he said, all right, look, go to a barber and get your hair cut, and I'll see you at the meeting tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I tell that story, one, it's a true story, and two, it kind of lays out the fact that these guys, like, they just broke it down into real manageable pieces. You know that saying, like, how do you eat an elephant? You start with one bite. You know, been on this journey of eating this elephant ever since, man. And I'm not going, I'm not training it in. You know, broke it down to me, the importance of doing my check-ins with him and other people every day. It's for when addiction shows up at 2 a.m. and I got somebody I can call that I have rapport with. Or how about this, man, when addiction hits me really hard and I need to kick it out of the meeting, I ought to be in the process of sharing at meetings. A 30-second check-in, a one-minute check-in, a two-minute check-in as I'm getting clean. That way, when I really need to kick it, I'm in the habit of, of sharing. It's not something new. It's just a beautiful thing, man. When I think back, and, 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 and if I had any regret to talk about, like on my journey thus far, it's like I really wish, I really wish I just knew who I was in the presence of. And I don't mean, and look, walk with me on this. I don't mean this in the way of like putting people on pedestals or, or you know, all that shit that we get really sensitive about. And that's not what I'm talking about. But man, I had some spiritual giants in my life then that I just did not know. I just didn't know the importance of these people in my life and how, and, and they're dying now, you know what I mean? Every time I go back to the hometown, it's, it, it's you know, this person's dead and that person's dead. As we do, man, we get old, you know, and stuff. And, and But anyhow, I just wish, man, I wish I, if, if, I, if I could change anything, it would be that. I just really embrace, like, the people that God's put in my life at this season. And just fucking grab onto it. And maybe that's the lesson... Maybe that's what I need to be more sensitive to now. You know, when it talks, when, when, when the text today asks, like, hey, what part of the basics could I could I tighten up on? 
Maybe it's that. Maybe I need to be mindful of the people in my life today and start nurturing those relationships more than I am. I have spiritual giants in my life right now. God is really good, man. HP's really blessed me along this journey. It's really cool. You know, and, and, and check this out. I'll close with with this is, is uh, um, you know how, how we hear the homie Lee always talking about destination addiction. Addiction wins the battle when my thinking is based on the next one, the next orgasm, the next dollar I can spend or make, the next time that I can eat more food than I probably should or need to, you know, like destination addiction, man. Like addiction wins those battles when I'm fucking constantly consumed about what's happening later today or tomorrow or the next day. Because when I boil it down to when do I get to experience God? Like when do I get to experience the HP? It's in this moment right now. It's right here, man. My spirit's connected to your spirit and your spirit's connected to my spirit. I experience the HP here, now, right now. When I get centered and I'm all about right now, right in this moment. No recovery wins this battle. So maybe that's the invitation for today. As we go through the rest of today, maybe we look for 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 two things. One, opportunities where I can really be in this moment. And I can say, man, fuck off for later on today. Fuck off for tomorrow or whatever's happening. But let me experience the HP right now and in this moment. And at the same time, I can be intentional in being aware of the spiritual giants in my life. You know, reach out and say, hey, look, man, really, thank you. You're a spiritual giant in my life. What can I do to nurture our relationships? I love you, folk. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page fellowship with other guests or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm-hmm.